Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Festi Pole Podcast. Today, very, very special episode, not only because it is our 100th episode adam i don't want to hear a damn word from you three being three years and only 100 episodes okay we will make no 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 i thought that was a beer for a second but you know whatever that is is it is a blue moon god damn it adam All right. <laughs> <Not> only... <laughs> cheers to 100 baby Ugh, i hate i hate both of you all right not only because it's the 100th episode but also because of our guest here today all right you already know Adam. He needs no introduction. Fumbaruski podcast, all that shit, drinking a blue moon. All right. We we needed to get him shirtless shotgun in it for old memories, but you know. When time. I go on your podcast, I need to loosen up. Okay. Gotta that, be that... ready for some of your crap takes. <laughs> Ouch. All right. The Andrew Benintendi trade was still good. We're gonna fight about that till the day one of us is six feet under. We both know that. All right, but our other guest, our famous guest. Some say. He walks into a bar and he makes the bartender show him his ID. Some say his record for woman pleasured in one day is 64. Costa, can you confirm or deny? I I didn't, couldn't even hear what you said there, so don't worry about it. Wow. Yep. Okay. Don't even I, worry about what he said. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, the beautiful bastard himself, Brian Costa of Down to the Wire. What's up, buddy? Howdy, man. How are we doing? Not too bad. Talk to the people. It's been a minute. It's been over a year since you've been on the show. Not going to talk about since... us being off for 10 months, but you know, it's been over a year that you've been on. Yeah, yeah it's been a little bit since I've been on, since a little bit since, uh, been a little bit since you've been on, but uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's actually kind of cool because we actually finally got to meet up in person for the first time, which that. Oh, took, yeah, we that, forgot I mean, about that. I mean, that took way too long, but yeah, that was something that was, uh, that was something that was a long time coming. So, yeah. That it's only a took afternoon. a surprise trip up to Massachusetts for two days in yeah. order to watch my sister be in a musical and go to B-dubs with the boys to watch them barely, and I mean barely, squeak by the Jets with a last-second punt return. For Three podcasts score. walk into a bar. Yeah. Three podcasts <laughs> walk into a bar. You already know. Put some respect on their damn name. Well, two out of the three. The other one's kind of trash, but you know. It was funny too, because like when yeah, when... pesky pole man. Yeah. Oh, join no. the finally At least join... I have a good intro. Don't even about start with it. Di- My intro is good. T- about damn time you join the triple digits club. You've hey, been going hey. longer than both of us. Your intro is trash, okay? And I should know because I'm the one who made it. Okay? Which is more on you. <laughs> Which is more on you because you've kept it for 150 episodes. Because I don't have another one. Then make one. This isn't brain science or rocket surgery here, okay? I'm a professional dancer, and I made you an intro, okay? You're at least in sports. You should be able to make one yourself. Anyway, moving on, okay? We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. The first thing we have to get to is getting Mr. Kostiv's take on the Red Sox, which he said in his Down to the Wire episode that we may or may not have just recorded 20 minutes ago because we need to record these back-to-back because we are all insanely lazy. So yeah, we I mean... Just- this this should be this should be like kind of like uh, if you guys haven't checked out that episode we kind of talked a little bit about some stuff that we're gonna get into this episode so if you don't actually go over check that episode out a uh, little precursor to this one so uh yeah uh, go ahead Rob yeah the two podcasts actually kind of lead into each other very well so if you're 
if you're listening to this, I need you to hit the pause button. Go over to Costas, watch that whole thing, hit, hit, get off of his, come back to mine. It'll all make sense. All right. It's kind of a part two, more in-depth baseball to Costas. And we would be doing Adams right now, but frankly, none of us even care about that. So, you know, the Red Sox are the only team in the AL East under 500 with a 33 and 35 record, three and te- three and seven in their last 10, 14 games back of the Rays. And we're not even halfway done with the year. Costa, talk to me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I kind of thought we'd be worse. I really did. I, I really, <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, maybe not Oakland A's level bad, or at least, you know, record rise showing. I know they're on a little bit of a hot streak, but, mm-hmm. man, I thought this team was going to be garbage. I mean, we had nothing going into this year, and uh, just looking at some of the pieces that we, you know, let go for nothing and seeing the success that guys like Nathan Avaldi, Michael Walker, I think they were both AL pitcher, AL and NL pitcher of the week one week. And I was like, well, that's a shot straight to the gut. Like that's, that hurts. No, that's, that's a shot to the dick right there. That's what yeah. it is. And okay. so see say, that... say it out is say it out is we're not on your little PG yeah. show. You can okay. say it out is I, I have to be on radio. So whatever. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so then seeing that and then seeing how, uh, uh, and then also seeing J.D. Martinez show out as well in a Dodgers uniform, it's painful. And it's like we had the funds to bring them back in. It's not like we couldn't have done like we couldn't have done this. And uh, the franchise was going to be going in this completely, you know, altering direction. And, you know, we had too many pieces and we had to offload. No, like we got rid of those guys and we did not, you know, we didn't fill those holes at all. We just said like, all right, yeah, we're going to let Nathan Avaldi, Michael Walker, J.D. Martinez go. And fill it with nothing. And in fact, we'll hey, also let no, Z- we, we filled, and in fact, we, we'll, we'll let Xander Bogarts walk out the door as well. Hey, we filled all of those holes, but we filled them all with people who are 35 and up. So, you know, yeah, so, life's so, yeah, good. My, my apologies. My, my, my apologies. Yes. We, we brought in Corey Kluber, which in 2016, <laughs> I would have been ecstatic. I would have been like, holy shit, how the hell did we get Corey Kluber? Uh, but in the year 2023, when you have Chris Sale, Corey Kluber, it's not the same effect. And now Curse sails out for who, who knows how long, possibly the year. And man, he, he it, needs to be released. Just get yeah, it gone. It, it, it's so bad. And like, I, I'm, I mean, just like, man, it's just painful. I, I really hope that uh, this team could be competitive in like three to five years, but that's my timeline right now, Rob. I, I, again, I think I meant, I mentioned it during my last show. I watched them now with a morbid curiosity. It's like, I really just want to see them struggle because I, it, I'm almost just like, I just watched the new Spider-Man movie and they talk about like, don't you know, no, no, no spoilers, no spoilers. This is, this isn't, it's not a spoiler. It's just like a plot. It's a plot line of the movie. So in the new Spider-Man movie, they talk about how all Spider-Man, like, you know, you know, Spider-Man lost uh, uncle Ben uh, in the last uh, into the Spider-Verse. He lost his uncle Aaron. That, that shouldn't be a spoiler for you, Adam. You watched the last one. Um, I didn't watch it. So screw you. And and it's, it's not like that big of a deal, but um, it's understood that like all these Spider-Man, they deal with certain losses and it's, and it's considered to what's be a canon event. And it's supposed to be something that essentially defines who they are and turns them into the people. It turns them into the hero and makes them, uh, eventually succeed later on. And I'm just like, could this be the Red Sox canon event where they just get the crap kicked out of them year after year? This is going to be their third last place finish in four years. And I'm like, maybe this is going to be where the switch finally flips in John Henry's head and things can finally go right. But I still have my doubts with that because, as I mentioned on my show, he's not fully invested in this team. They have the 14th highest payroll in baseball. 
And it's showing they're completely mediocre right now. They're on pace to have an 81 and 81 finish to the year. And that's what happens when you have a payroll that's in the middle of the league that yeah. you're they're exactly 500. Well, I know no, they're a couple games that, under right now, but yeah, it's not that they have a mid team because of the payroll It's because they have a mid team because we have like eight guys who are 35 plus. Okay? 100%. 100%. The blue hell is you Chang and he's now <laughs> our starting shortstop. Who yeah. in the blue hell is that? Adam, who is that? I've I mean, seen I'm him sorry. in Worcester a couple times. That's been fun. He's I'll been one that. of their best players there. I mean, rightfully so. He better be if there's he's the major league starting shortstop. Yeah, he was. He was also like a uh, a WBC or a WBC here. I think for uh, Chinese Taipei, I believe it was like probably. So like, but that's that's as much that's as far as we get with the Red Sox. And uh, you know, you're not seeing them fill too many holes. I know that they're going out there getting guys like Pablo Reyes to play defensively at shortstop. And I just look at this team and I'm like. You know, we had a shortstop for 10 years who did the job pretty well. His name was Xander Bogarts. And we actually went through a similar thing when uh, when the last franchise shortstop, Nomar, Nomar Garcia Parra, got sent out of here. I know we got pieces in that helped us win that World Series in 2004. But for 10 years after that, it was Mike Aviles, uh, Alex Gonzalez, um, Marco Scudero, just different guys. Oh, Stephen Marco Scudero. Different guys. We, a bad Steve, word about Marco. Even Drew. Different okay. guys. Different guys. We were just platooning that position. Pedro Seriaco. Yes. Stephen Drew. All, all these <laughs> random ass guys. Jose and, Iglesias. Yeah. And, and, oh, and, and listen. And listen. You had some Two guys. That, you had some Two? guys that could show. Yeah, he was there in 2021. Yeah, he oh, did come back. Shit. He did come back. Right. But yeah, but like as I was saying, there were some guys that could show you some pop here and there. But you knew the next year they could completely fall off the face of the earth, and most of them did. Mm-hmm. So you had some consistent with see with Xander Bogarts. And listen, I said this before: I would not have given him the the contract that the Padres did. The Padres oversold for him because they knew that was the only way they were going to get him to leave Boston and come to San Diego, and they were right. So I'm not saying they should have done that. But this is why you get these contracts done early, and you don't lowball your players. Yeah, you, you did it with John Lester. You did it with Xander Bogarts, and now you almost did it with Rafi Devers. It took you to guilt John Henry into signing him by booing him at the Winter Classic when he showed up in a Penguins jersey. So it's frustrating to see. It really is frustrating to see. Again, I thought this team would be a lot worse. Uh, So, yeah. The worst worst thing about it, right, I believe Xander Bogarts is making $31.5 million each year. Yeah. It's somewhere around that, right? $31.5 million. It's absurd. Let's let's look at this for a second. You're paying – 38-year-old Justin Turner, $10 million a year. You are paying Adam Duvall, I believe it's $8 million a year. You are paying your catcher, whose name I can't remember because he sucks. But Which he's, one? Uh, not Reese McGuire, not the public masturbator, the other one. Oh, yeah, Tug. Reese McGuire, uh, baby. The rug, the rub and tug, yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, I, I know his name. Uh, Jorge Connor, Alfaro? Connor Wong. No, not Connor Wong. Yeah, Jorge Alfaro. Jorge, Jorge yeah, Alfaro. Alfaro, yeah. And he's in uh, Worcester. He's, He's getting paid $6 million a year. And uh, Corey Kluber is getting 5 or $6 million a year. Mm-hmm. Add those up, 5 plus 6 plus 6 plus 10, or 5 plus 6 plus 8 plus 10. Close I'm enough not, to... I'm not a math major, Rob. I, I can't do this for you. <laughs> I was a communications major. You're, you're asking the wrong this, guy. This $29 million. Thank you Good. very much. Okay. Good. Close enough to what you could have offered Xander Bogarts. Not, not only to mention, right... J.D. Martinez is leading the All-Star in DH in the NL right now. He's leading mm-hmm. All-Star votes by a lot. It's him and Bryce Harper and nobody else. Yeah. Okay, He's kicking ass. 
Okay. So you are a hundred percent right. They let go of all of our just good guys. And what you were saying about that whole Spider-Man shit, right? We had that moment. And that yeah. was in 2020 to 2021. We had that moment being the fourth worst team in baseball and then coming back and putting Percentage together. Wise, they were the worst of all time in yes. franchise yeah. history. Yeah. yeah. And then being a miracle team to go in in 2021 in that postseason, get rid of the Yankees and eventually come up short in the ALCS to the Astros. But to just be able to get that far was a miracle run. That was a Cinderella run for that team. It was a fluke. It, it's the it's it the was biggest... 100% it was a fluke. I mean, I like, don't care. I mean, people talk about how the 2013 season was a fluke, and I understand that there was the whole thing about that um, was definitely you know, a fluke, about them yeah. rallying about them rallying. Was, the I, I understand. I understand that, but, the, but there were bigger things in play there. This 2021 was the biggest fluke I've ever seen from a Red Sox team because they <laughs> pulled that out of nowhere. They were dead in the freaking water. And they pulled that thing out. So they didn't even do anything at the trade deadline to help. They just said, no. you know, we're going to ride and, with it. We're going to miss the playoffs. We'll be fine. No. And that's something we've seen from Heim Bloom. And I remember when we traded Christian Vasquez um, last year, I remember I was in Myrtle Beach or something with my family. And I was like, what? And I just, and the Red Sox team was on TV. And I was seeing them just, it was just like Bobby Dobick at first, Reese McGuire behind the plate. And, and, just like, uh, and all these platoon guys. And I just look at this and I go, yeah, this is a losing team. This is a losing franchise. Like, and it it was just like, wow, this is like 2012, 2014. Those era teams where you just couldn't find guys to fill positions. And it was bad. Yeah. And it, I, but I don't, but I don't think I've seen it this bad to where it's like, oh yeah, injuries took us out or guys didn't live up to expectations like a Pablo Sandoval. It's like, no, they, they just aren't even trying to acquire these guys. It's it's just can I give science. you can I give you can I give you one? positive thing about the last two years about the Red Sox if there go ahead Adam. please do their homegrown pitching has improved drastically which 100%. is something which is which is something that's unheard of in the last 20 years or even in their franchise history I mean uh, with the Red Sox can, can finding you really hitting, say that outside of finding Bale? hitting because yeah, Whitlock, yeah, Whitlock, Whitlock Whitlock's not five. homegrown I uh, yeah Whitlock's Whit- not but he Woodlock went through. Their, the he Yankees. kind of went through their farm system. If you want to talk about no, Tanner, how no, you can make a case. He's, no, he's a Whitlock young. Has not, he's no, a young Whitlock kid. Has not played a game in the Red Sox farm system. He was a Brian Rule Five Bayo. draft. Brian Bayo. Whitlock did. He rehabbed. He when Winkowski was not really a. Okay, he's a, then I'm then young a, kids. All right, their pitching staff has been better. Their pitch. They they have good young pitching, and also the free agents that they have brought in as starting pitchers outside of Corey Kluber have actually been pretty good. Michael Walker for that one year, Rich Hill for that one year, 42 um, years James old. Paxton has been pretty good. So this, this whole raise mentality, you can see why it kind of works on in that sense where mm-hmm. they can actually find pitching and just pull it out of nowhere. I mean, who saw Garrett Whitlock becoming an elite pitcher in the last couple of years who saw Brian Bayo just coming out of nowhere. I, I, I mean, I, I kind of saw Brian Bayo come coming onto the scenes. I mean, I mentioned this in my I mean, show and it was, yeah, you saw it, was, him, it, was but... it was the fact that I was kind of seeing the behind the scenes of it and getting to actually see him. People were saying that he had the stuff, but right. Um, but that but, was, but when, unless, unless that was really when he started pitching inside. well in Worcester, but yeah, he was signed as a free agent. Uh, out of he was an inter- international free agent. Forget forget where it was from. He wasn't drafted, but out of nowhere, this kid just becomes 
I mean, you're talking people in Worcester, you you're saying they're talking about him in a similar, maybe lesser extent, like how they were talking about Pedro Martinez in Boston in, in his early years there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the pitching, the he has done some good things with the pitching. Just they he doesn't do number one, he doesn't do enough on the offensive side. And number two, does not do enough to put the put teams that are in contention over the hump. People mm-hmm. keep forgetting that last year's team was actually 12 games above 500 at one point and was within four games of first place. Yeah. And they just completely, they did, they gave up. They, they just up. threw their hands up and they started putting their, their minor league roster in, uh, in big, in big spots. Yeah. Why, why are we putting Cutter Crawford in to start games? He might be good at some point. Maybe you put him in a relief spot in a blowout game or when you're getting blown out. But don't have him starting games in games where where you actually need to win. Don't be throwing Rob Refsnyder and Connor Wong out there all the time. You don't need to do that. That whole whole thing just was stupid. Mm -hmm. But I will say their their pitching has been fine. Like that has been a a bright spot for them. Mm -hmm. Which I can agree with. But it's it it's more just kind of finding those diamonds out of the rough. It's not so much being a homegrown talent, you know. Because I besides you're Bayo, right. I th- you're right. They they brought in Bayo, and I guess you could say that Winkowski and Crawford went through their system, so you could kind of say that they developed him. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I bad word usage. It's all right. But they've 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 managed to find some good young pieces, um, in starting pitching, which is some something that you don't hear that you don't see much of um in Boston. You saw yeah. it from Clay Buckholes, I guess, and kind of Eduardo Rodriguez. That's it. Salute Clay Buckholes one time. All right. Salute. For one year, yeah, you can make that case. Any hey, any other year. Salute was... Clay Buckholes. Rob, you know I will tell Rob, I'll tell you, you this. You also mentioned John Lester. John Salute. I, mean, I, comp- I don't know what I don't know how he slipped my mind, but John <laughs> Lester. Him too, yes. He was an ace for a couple years. Couple. <laughs> yeah, it's for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was good at the very end, but I think we forget what he was like in those middle years. He was not that. Good. Yeah, he was pretty good. All right, all right, we gotta we gotta move on. And anywho, anywho, Rob, you take it. You take yeah. the show. All right, so we got to talk about a couple of smaller details that are happening just to keep our uh, Red Sox fans on the inside. So uh, first thing. Kike Hernandez is no longer the club's everyday starter. He is now on the bench just because he has been playing atrociously this season. And now it's gotten so bad that our starting shortstop is Pablo Reyes. I've never heard that name outside of like two or three weeks ago. I had no idea who in the blue hell Pablo Reyes is, but now he is the Boston Red Sox starting shortstop where as of now kike will move over to a platoon role between running second base until story gets back which we'll talk about later or uh more center fields when um either verdugo duran one of those guys needs a rest day or yoshida um kike will take over in center but yeah he is no longer the starting everyday guy Kasif, I know the last time you were on this show, we had a long discussion about how much you liked Kike Hernandez. What do you have to say about this? I mean, listen, I think he got a raw deal. I think that he, we all knew that Kike Hernandez is not a shortstop, 
I mean, he played there a couple times with the Dodgers. But if you had to have any infield position for him, it was at second base. The arm works better there. And I like him more in that outfield spot anyways. I know that Duvall coming back uh, complicates that a little bit. But yeah, I think that putting him at shortstop and saying that, yeah, he was going to be the guy to put in to replace Andrew Bogarts. I didn't like it from the start. I I know that he came into camp saying like, oh, now he has to be the the de facto leader. But that doesn't mean that you have to make him the captain of your infield. Uh, that That's something I think that was that was a mistake. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think that it was – I don't think that he's – I can understand that he's struggling mightily this year, but, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Well, not only at shortstop, just at the plate in general. Yeah. He's just no, not been yeah, no, good at all. No, yeah, he's he's been a pretty consistent out so far, and uh, I don't know what they're going to have to do to remedy that, so I, I really don't have too much to say on it. What they have to remedy that is God, and that's about yeah. it. Right. There's not much help. In. I mean, the dude's 32, 33 years old at this point. You know, it's it's not like we're waiting for him to kind of hit his prime. His prime is came and it's went. Adam, what do you think? I think that this guy has been asked to do more than he is capable of. And now he has become a scapegoat. It is Heim Bloom blaming his personnel for not being able to do more that he believes that they can do. Kike Hernandez is not a starting level player. He's a utility guy who you can move around and he can make some impact plays here and there. That's what he did in 2021. And it it worked out there. Now it's not working. And you're saying, Oh, why isn't this guy who has been a career utility player, Kike Hernandez, not making the impact. I believe he can maybe because he's never been able to do that. He was never capable of that. It's the same thing with uh, earlier, uh, earlier on this decade, Brock Holt, he was always he was always a solid utility player, right? But mm-hmm. once he was put into a larger role and under a bigger sample size, he deteriorated. That's what he's Brock Holt. Still a legend in the city. Put some respect. Yeah, on and him. so I is mean, Kike. And like he, and he yeah, no, that walk no, off hit. No, Kike is not you cannot put Kike in the same in he the same that, conversation as Ben Cock Brock, okay? Sack fly. I mean, he did turn into Barry Bonds for the twenty for parts of the twenty twenty one postseason. He did have his moments, and if they yes, win that, but... if they if they win that, then he's remembered. He's remembered heroically, Rob. A hundred percent. But they didn't. Yeah. You know? Right. But he's a utility player, so you can't expect that much from him. Why are you blaming it on the utility player? Maybe if you still had Xander Bogarts there, you wouldn't have to worry about relying on Kike Hernandez to anchor your team at shortstop. Maybe if you still had Mookie Betts in the outfield, you wouldn't have to re- to worry about, um, you know, relying on him there. Maybe if you still had Andrew Benintendi, you would be able to to work on things there as well. But they keep on; they've let all of their star talent out the door from that 2018 season. You are you are four years removed from their from their best season in franchise history. Five years and removed. Two years. Yeah, five years. Two years later, they turned into the laughing stock of the NF of the Jesus of the MLB. And this kid's uh, still th- stuck on football mode. God, dude, easy. I'm always on football mode. I'm, yeah. I'm not in the MLB enough. But in three out of the last four years, they finished in last place. How is that happening when you're when just five minutes ago you just won a championship, winning 108 games and cruising through the postseason? How the hell does that happen? That's kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you you lose Dave Dombrowski. That's first and foremost because you 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 have to remember 
we we had Dombrowski and Dombrowski's entire philosophy is bringing as much talent as humanly possible. So you can't afford to pay him anymore. And then they start walking slowly until it gets to that last point where the loyal guys are still there, but it's like, I got to go win now. And I will say he sunk his own ship. I will say he sunk his own ship in 2019. Oh, 100%. There was a point where that Red Sox team in 19 was 12 games above 500. And for the and during the trade deadline, and actually during that off that past off season, they let they let go of their closer, and they didn't bring anybody in to replace them, and they didn't bring anybody in during the trade deadline, and that team tapered off, and they won a mediocre eighty four games. They could have been a ninety plus win team. Who knows if they win a championship? But they'd at least be in contention, and yeah. they'd probably be in contention in twenty twenty, still twenty twenty one. And we could be talking about them being competitive right now, but no, I mean, they, he sunk his own ship there. I, I will say that much. That's not on Heim Bloom. That's on him. Yeah. But I mean, every big team goes to this at one point or another in their, in their time. I mean, the Yankees have sucked for a while. What was the last time the Yankees won a world series? Oh, nine. Almost say, or if I'm missing oh, nine. one. Oh, nine. They, they haven't sucked though. They've had a couple. They of haven't years been in there championship with... caliber, but they they've yeah. been better than the they've been better off than the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me rephrase that actually, because they've won two championships in that span. They have been more consistent, consistent. than the Red Sox, more yes. well run of an organization. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, the amount of last place finishes, I I think that I saw that the Red Sox have had during, uh, like this John Henry span. It's like the most that we've had, like, and I think in a ten in like a ten year span, like ever. Or like a ten to twelve year span, it, like it's crazy because like you really just don't know what this team. It's weird right now because we are in this period of mediocrity, and that's something we typically don't see from the Red Sox. It's either extremely successful, top of the division, this team is firing on all cylinders, or bottom dwellers like selling everything at the deadline, everything's on fire, and like you don't know what the future is going to look like. So it's so weird being in this middle in this middle ground because you could lean and you could lean towards the side of optimism and say. Oh, we're only a couple pieces away. But me, I'm a natural sports pessimist, and I go, yeah, this thing is going to go down the tube really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got to remember that just every team goes through this, right? Oh, I mean, and sure. Even I, even the big I, market teams. Do, do the Dodgers really go this through this? Team? Do the yes. Dodgers really go through this? The Dodgers. When, like when was the last time they went through this? Like for five years before they got Yasiel Puig, and Yasiel Puig almost single-handedly turned their whole they team They have around. been first place in their division, I believe, since 2011. Well, yes, but I'm talking about before that's that. Con- that's consi- oh, okay, before that, yeah, like I, I understand the teams could have that, mm-hmm. but it's been your so first pla- often but, with but the Red fir- Sox. But your first yeah. place in your division for 12 years, that's some consistency. If you go through a streak after that and you taper off, I don't think the Dodgers are going anywhere for a while. I can understand like, you know, every sports team has like, has like those down like decades and something like that, but it's not like when you're winning championships that you immediately are fluctuating up and down like this. This is something that really is unique to Boston. Cause at least when the Yankees were like, you know, winning their championships, if they weren't winning it. Cause like you think about the Yankees of the nineties, they were either winning a championship or they were right in it, like losing to the diamondbacks or something like that. The Red Sox can go from having one of the best teams of all time to failing to make the playoffs like the very next year. That's mm-hmm. something very unique to Boston. And it does come down to payroll at the end of the day. Cause the, the Marlins. Yeah. The the, Marlins. I mean, the, but the Marlins are, are a different situation because they are a small market. Boston isn't necessarily ripped down to the studs like those franchises are. I mean, you have, I mean, 
Boston has the funds to be the Dodgers. I know that, you know, the Dodgers have billions and billions of dollars, but Boston, in a sense, could do that. There's nothing really stopping them from being that, being the Yankees, um, being the Cubs, similar to that, because I know the Cubs have, have a lot of money and can do something. But there is just that difference of talent, and I just don't know when it is really going to come around with them because, I mean, like, it, it they, I don't know. I, it really is lost on me. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to keep going. Uh, a couple more things just to touch on. Uh, Trevor's story, his timeline is he's looking to be back as a DH in July and um, hoping to be playing shortstop. He wants to play shortstop. He made that very clear. Yes, he made that very clear. He wants to be a shortstop now that Xander's gone, which give it to him. But for the time being, um, Alberto Mondesi, I don't know if anyone remembers, but we signed or we traded for him in January. Yes. And he is coming off of a torn ACL. Mm -hmm. Recently, the Red Sox have stopped all of his recovery he's just not making any progress right now and it's unlikely that he will suit up for the red sox this season so for the time being i think somebody who is not really a good bat right now but could come in and could fill a defensive role because that's what they're asking pablo reyes to do they're not asking pablo reyes to come in here and hit 250 they're asking him to come in here and play defense Somebody you can trade for, for absolutely nothing, to bring him in and get him out of the hell that is Oakland, Aledmus Diaz. Bring mm-hmm. Aledmus Diaz in, it will cost you maybe a single-A prospect. You'll have to take on most of his contract, sure, and I think he's making $5 million this year, which isn't crazy. But you bring him in, just let him play shortstop, second base, wherever Trevor Story wants to play, you play him at the other, because he's he can play short, second, third. And you just let him ride. But that gives you that defensive guy with a little bit of speed that can help you out. And that's that's what you brought in. Um, why am I forgetting his name? I just talked about him. What? Who, who was I just talking Um Alberto Mondesi. That's him. That, that's, that's what you brought in Mondesi to do. It's just yeah. be defensive and have a little speed. Yeah, Rob, I guess I'll say this. I mean... You didn't want to talk about Mondesi. I mean, I know that we did have to trade trade away Josh Taylor, who had been effective for us at in certain points. But this is what you get when when you're like trying to like set when you're trying to scrounge for like those guys. Like, oh, yep. we're trading we're we're trading for a guy with a bad ACL, a bad knee who can't come back. Yeah, this is the risk that you run when you're not willing to commit actual dollars or make a legitimate trade with someone to bring in actual talent. Like, this is what you run into a lot of the time. Is that oh, how did it? How could this guy? that, you know, has all this upside potentially be free. Well, there's usually something wrong. There's usually something that the other team didn't like about the guy. Like they're not just trying to help the Red Sox, you know, get back on track and win a title. That's not what they're about. Like there's something that was wrong with this guy and the Royals knew it. And they said like, all right, if you really want to take on this guy, we're going to take this reliever for you because we can, because we think that we can get him right. Yeah. Um, What do you think? I think if they're going to get anyone from the Royals, it's Andrew Benintendi back. But um, There's two things wrong know. with what you just yeah. said. Number one, <laughs> we weren't talking about the Royals at all in that statement. Um, and we were talking about the Athletics. And number two, Andrew Benintendi's on the White Sox. And yeah. he still sucks in big markets. I know. I just know they traded him to the to the uh, uh, or the Royals. That's what I was saying. Well, yes. But, I, but I, I mean. That made no sense. What? That ma- that made no sense. Don't Shut worry up. about it, Rob. Let, let, let's move on with the segment. Okay. Last thing that we got to talk about. All right. And I'm going to check my Instagram and see if 
enough people have responded to this. Probably not. Actually, a couple. Not not a ton, but a couple have. Wow, these are actually closer than I thought they'd be. Um, we I asked Kostiv before we started his podcast. I said, do you want to do football or basketball? And he said football. So we are going to do an NFL Would You Rather. Three questions. And I need you guys to think about this. Kostiv, I know you are a lot more in-depth than Adam, so I'm going to let Adam answer first. Fuck you. He's, he's kind of stupid. Okay. You'll you'll see. You'll see which way this is going. But this requires a lot of thought for each question. Okay. Adam, would you rather have Russell Wilson's contract, but you still have to play with your own skill set? So you have to play quarterback the way you play quarterback right now. In the, the NFL? Denver, for the Denver Broncos. Or would you rather have Matt Ryan's career but only get paid two hundred grand a year? Hmm. Yeah, tough one. Well, yeah. I think I'll go with the latter. You're going to go with Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan actually had a pretty good career. And if you're getting two hundred grand a year, it all comes down to how you spend your money. So that's still pretty good money. Like only if I make 200 grand a year, like me personally, especially at my age, it's pretty You're damn living. good. Yeah. So I'll take it honestly. And, but and here's, and here's also another thing. Russell Wilson's contract with my skill set. I'm, I mean, it's, this is definitely a hyperbole, but with my, with my skill set and the way Russell Wilson played last year, it's kind of, I mean, He's already hated, but I also mm-hmm. don't want to be hated. Yeah, that's so, that's the that's the core part. So, you need to go in there, and they can they can release you after a year, but it's still fully guaranteed money, right? So you are still walking away with two hundred fifty. You are walking away with a quarter billion dollars, and I'm I'm taking that money. I don't care how the city. I could be viewed as one of the biggest busts of all time. I do not care. I'm taking the money and I'm running because that is what we call highway robbery. Gossip, go. I mean, I, give me the money. I'm, I mean, like, listen, <laughs> I, 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 it's, I'm going to keep it nice and short with you. Uh, yeah, I'll take the money. I mean, like, yeah, like Matt Ryan's career is great and all, but Russell Wilson's also a Super Bowl champion. He's had himself a hell of a hell of a time. No, no, you and don't I, get, and I, you don't get and Russell I, Wilson's I, career. Still, it's it's your skill set. It's the five foot eight. That's okay, been but, generous. Brian Costin out there. I'm five. I'm five ten, dude. No, you ain't. No, don't listen, don't lie to the people. Don't lie to the people. Listen, it's not all about the money. Yeah. I, you need to have some sort of purpose. And I feel like if I had that much money without doing shit with my life, I would just hate myself. Have you ever heard so, of the name Jamarcus Russell? Exactly. All right, dude. I, I don't really care. I mean, I mean, you talk about people hating on you, like, dude. I would buy an island. I would just like, I mean, with that money, you can kind of, you have FU money at that point. So yeah, it, exactly. it, it really doesn't matter. Um, and plus if, if they do release me after a year, I could just say, I could just say, Oh yeah, I had like, I could make up. I could lie. I could say, yeah, I had like this phantom injury. Yeah. It was never really right. I could never like play up to my full potential. And like this, te- and like the team, there was a bad toxic or something like I'd make up something and get away with it. Yeah. Try, try and make someone else a scapegoat. You know, yeah, just I, 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 I'd, I'd write a memoir. I'd have like, start I'd have a YouTube a, channel. I, I'd have a docu- podcast. I, well, I'd have a docu series. It would be a, it, it would be, I'd probably be with like 
FUBU TV or something like that because no one would actually watch it. Uh, but, it does, but it doesn't matter. I would make money and I'd have the revenue on the side. The only thing that was going to keep me up in the air with the Matt Ryan thing was, could I get endorsement deals with Matt Ryan? Like, could I go out and make money outside the 200 grand? Because if if that's the case, then maybe I would take that. But nope. if I can't make that grand straight, that's all you get. Each yeah, if, then, then, yeah, man, give me the money. I don't care. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I can buy a f- mansion. Like, yeah, it, like if I, if I, if I'm bad, like, yeah, they ship you out of town. Who cares? I want to play in a Super Bowl. I want to win a league MVP. I, don't I care. want to be, I want to be a perennial among the league leaders in passing yards. That's what I want. I don't care. And also get 200 grand a year. Yeah. I don't, I don't okay. mind it. I'll take that trade off. Right. Okay. So this is still um soon it's not um i'm still gonna let this poll run for another 20 hours or so but for now people are saying yeah they're gonna take the money and run yeah which completely agreeable second question would you rather have to live your life with the body of eddie lacy or be on the 2016 cleveland browns browns 2016 cleveland browns 150 percent Wow, that one was I, I I I I couldn't live as Eddie Lacy. I couldn't do it. I I I, I mean, That's, man, like, it's I, just so bad. I I wouldn't my just little things like yeah, it, it just wouldn't be good. Your mental health would suck, and you wouldn't like what's staring back at you in the mirror. And also, like, like that Eddie would Lacy, be terrible. And also, Eddie Lacy's career didn't last that long. So, like, yeah, no, I'm all set. Yeah. Next uh, next and, and, next and, question. In Eddie Lacy's defense, he didn't get fat fat until. Uh, later, like the late years of his career, and he actually, you know, and he, before then he was actually a pretty good running back. But you know, he decided he loves cheeseburgers, which all the all the power to him. But mm-hmm. I just can't live that lifestyle. I like being active. I like exercising. It's good for your mental health, and it's it's just a good lifestyle to live. So can't do right. that. People are down the middle, fifty fifty on that one so far. All right. Um, and I'm gonna have to agree because if if you're on the 26, you're on one of the worst teams of all time. Yes, but it's only for one year. After that, yeah, you, you can, can go, go sign on to a, a minimum deal for who who want the Patriots. You can move on to another team. Like it's not like in 20, it's 2016. Then it's over. Like you can go to another team, and you know you could rejuvenate your career. It doesn't also mean that you were bad. It means the team was bad. There were some bright spots. All right, last last question. All right, this one. I wonder where you guys will go with this one because I'm I'm actually very interested. Would you rather have Jimmy G's looks? Is there a second? Is there a second answer? <laughs> or <laughs> would you rather have Jimmy G's contract? And yes, that includes the brothel. Because I know that's a All question right. for Adam. I know that's something Adam would ask. I think the looks will actually kind of pay itself. So I think like, I think you'll be fine either way. Yeah. I mean, nah, I'm, I mean, listen, I, it's a good contract. I I think, I think I'm a pretty good looking guy. I'll, I'll take the money. Me too. Here's, here's I I don't think we're like, if, if it's somebody who's like, butt ugly, I completely understand because they've never, Adam, you're talking like, that's not you. Okay. Let's, let's turn on the humble a little bit. Yeah. I mean, someone's never seen a mirror before. Oh, listen, man, I'm taking, I'm taking the fucking money. I don't really care. I, I don't really care. I, I don't I'll take care. the money. Give, I'll give, s- 
Give me the money. I will take the money. People doesn't say people say money doesn't buy happiness. I just don't think you've had enough of it. Um, <laughs> trust me, it, it it will at least do you some good. It it, it can at least it, it may not buy you happiness, but it might buy you out of sadness. I'll just say that. So okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think nowadays are forgetting nowadays right. all you need is money for love. So that's you know that's one thing to look at. I mean, you're not wrong there. But Jimmy G was good looking enough to date a porn star almost double his age. Okay. I think that is what we are forgetting here. Okay. But it's you not just a... his looks. It's also the fact that he was a high profile quarterback at the time. He was a backup to Tom Brady making $3 million. He wasn't just any backup. He's not a Brian Hoyer at the time. He was actually looked at as the next guy. And then they traded him to the 49ers. The 49ers gave him a contract before his first, his first full season there. Rob, if, Rob, if Jimmy G worked at Lids, he's not dating anyone. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, like, it, not, it doesn't matter. It wasn't just his looks. If he, who did if, it. Like, if he works at Long John Silver's, it doesn't. It's not really get it. Like that's not happening. He'll have opportunities for himself, but that's the end of that. So, uh, yeah, that that that's my take. Yeah, looks alone just doesn't do doesn't do it for guys. Like you need to have something going on in your life. I. I mean, I would take the money too, don't get me wrong. And I'm talking about his three-year $65 million deal plus the bra. I'm not talking about his other deal where he got like 200-something million dollars. I'm talking about this specific deal. And let's see what the people said. Uh, they are completely, wow. It is 100% to nothing everyone said the looks. Everyone's taking the looks. You must got some. You must have some. You must have some really. Don't think about your next sentence. Think about your next sentence. What was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? Think about your next sentence before you say it. All right. I don't care. This is going on my channel. Okay. I mean, listen. I I think I think I I think that your fans are probably are probably aren't that ugly, but like, who knows? (laughs) I mean, listen. I if you I I mean, Rob, your fans must just be some dog meat. That's awful. They're down bad, man. (laughs) They want they want to see that. They they definitely looked up who the porn star was right yeah. after hearing about it. Yeah, 100%. So with that being said, I'm so glad that I got a couple of all-time Brian Costive quotes out of that segment that will be mm-hmm. used out of context for the next six months. So I hope you... Oh, oh so not until episode 101. Sweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if your show... I was going to say, if your show actually lasts that long. Yeah, let's see. Oh, my God. I hate you both. All right. I don't know why, why I decided to go. I could have just walked away. No, I, I bought a laptop. I came back to it. That's that's so disrespectful. But with that being said, anything you guys want to say before we head on out? Links will obviously be in the description. As always, Adam, go. Uh, go check out the Fumble Ruski podcast and uh, cheers. 100 episodes. I remember when I had my first beer. Nice. Gossip. Uh, yeah, make sure you guys go follow Down to the Wire. Uh, we're available on all streaming platforms. Um, I mentioned this in my stuff, but you can follow us on Instagram at down.tothewire. So give us a follow over there if you want to uh, get some sports tykes on uh, a lot of different things from basketball, football, some baseball as well. So uh, we do some interviews as well. It's a, it's a really kind of fun, different vibe. So I really appreciate it. Uh, Rob, I'll give it back over to you. And have you signed this thing off? With that being said to the fans, thank you guys so much for being here. God bless you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I will see you guys sometimes next week. I've been trying Peace. not to go off the deep end. I don't think you wanna give me a reason. I've been trying not to go off the deep end. I don't think you
Trying not to go off the deep end. I don't think you're all again. 